0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside Art Scroll. Today, we are privileged to be joined by Harav Yaakov Bender, Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiva D'Achitari and Farakaway. Thank you, Rosh Hashiva, for joining my us. My pleasure, my pleasure. special Yashukai, because I know this might be a little out of the Rosh Hashiva's comfort it's okay, zone. It's good. So we appreciate you. I am, for years, Art Scroll, the years, I do, finished. <laughs> well, we thank you very much. Jazak. And I should mention right away that we are here primarily, or initially, to discuss the Rosh Yeshiva's new Sefer on Chumash, that's going to be coming out shortly. Our scroll is very excited, and I'm sure that uh, readers will be very excited when they pick it up. Yeah, they are in the Yard Nenisht, you know, okay. Well, I've be been able. zeched to see some of it, yeah. and it's really phenomenal. So let's get into that first. How okay. did this Sefer evolve? What is it based on? And, uh, you know, give us a little insight into how the Sefer was compiled. For years and years, now I
1: give Shemus and the Yeshiva, and I, I work on Chubmish and Rashi a lot, and um Bachur and other people, me, yes, why don't you write it down? So finally I decided I'm going to write. So I started writing Lashen Kaddish first, but that's a mammoth job for me. That's going to be uh, very, very large. take me a long time. So I figured in the meantime, let's put out something in English, with the ideas of the, that I like to push a little bit, the ideas of, of, of Musr and Yanim that he can come of I think Chubmish Rashi is almost, a, not a forgotten art, but if we realize what we can get out of Rashi, Shul Birman, my Rebbe, he really, really taught us how to take apart of Rashi. Mm-hmm. And I find being Mavaser, Rachel and Rashi, with the Rashis for the last many, many, many years, you find things that are diamonds. They're really gold. And, and that's what I like to try to do
0: in Ritz So I noticed that in a lot of the Rosh Hashiva's they're peppered with stories from the Rosh Hashiva's and the Meri Yeshiva, Rosh Hashemuel Burmaim, Brudni, Rabbeher Feldman, and others. And it's very unique because many of these people, I think Rebellious Sveh as well, who the Rosh Hashemu is with yeah. later on, Many of these people are not necessarily um, covered in contemporary stories. Most people have uh, you know, stories about Reb Moshe or Reb Yaakov, um, a lot of typical stories. But a lot of these stories and anecdotes are things that I haven't seen anywhere else. Right. Yeah, um, I find the biggest, when I give a shmuz, again, whatever is good, not good, whatever,
1: when I give a shmuz, I find that when you use real stories that I know personally, it connects to the Bachram. When I speak of Shul and my Rebbe, Shul Bridley, when I speak Mashkiach, whoever, Rebellia, when you speak with them and you're talking about yourself and, and your interaction with them, then you have a, you have what to connect with the Baham. When you just tell stories from the past, it doesn't always work. Obviously, in a safer like this, you're going to write all kinds of stories from before also, but I think real stories with real people that they can identify with, especially in yeshiva, because they hear about
0: these people from me all the time. Sure. So I think that works. Now the Rishivas Shmuzin are they based on a style that the Rashivas saw from someone else? Are they self-developed? Because there is definitely a unique style, and I'll and I'll bring it up. A tremendous emphasis on Ben Adam tremendous, probably more than any other topic.
1: You know, the idea of using a Rashi, Rishul Bermam. He really always brilliantly also also Rashi all the time. used Rashi all the time, but I think Midday is not my mother. Um, I took my mother all the time, the bracham laugh, because well, I was very young, my father passed away. So my mother was tremendous dogish on midais. And it, it, all of us, my siblings, uh, we try to push it. So I, I, I think that's also with the, with, the, with the amount of competitiveness that there is today, in the yeshiva world particularly, I think we can't forget midais uh, and the shleimba. So we try very hard again, the, all the are trying, to bring out the shleimba zdikabacher. And without midos, the learning is there. The learning, what a The amount of learning that's going on is is incredible, but we have to push the idea of midos. I think it's very, very critical. And so, um, my own style, some of yasta, I don't know, I picked it up, and I think that's what should be. When I was should reading be, the Roshivas Divrei Khumish, right, right.
0: Chumash, um, what what I thought of was a lot of Rebbeim Shmulevitz's Torah. But anyone through, ever, yeah, anyone ever mentioned
1: that? Yeah, a little that? bit. I have rather Shmulevitz. Obviously, Reb Chaim fits the bill. He had a heart. As big as the world, his heart was right. unbelievable. I have a story in there, for example, a phenomenal story of Rechaim Shem which I, I don't know why it wasn't picked up on. I spoke to a Jew who heard it directly from someone who was at the Hasra. Now, that story is on Rahim Shem you know, there's not a time for stories now we speak in now, but I think... What, it's what you, is that particular story? Uh, it's an amazing story. What happened was that Rechaim Shem was a survivor. He lost his entire mishpacha. And he came, he went to Shan and he was Rashid, 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 and he came back to Israel. I believe in 1950, his oldest daughter, I think that was the year, got married to none other than Reb Nachim, the future Rashiva of the Mir, Reb Nachem, right before the chuppah, this story, again, it teaches such volumes, right before the chuppah, Reb Chaim and his Rebison go over to the girl, their daughter. Now imagine his heart being full of, he's marrying off his first child after losing his entire family. Sister, Abba Nima, we're not walking you down to the chuppah. She says, why? It's because your is going down first. He's going to be standing under the chuppah without parents. Now, Reb was doing it like he called a, call a velt He's marrying the Roshiva's daughter. But he felt for him. Reb Finkel, Reb father, and his represent walked down the column mm-hmm. in order not to hurt when they came up to the chuppah, then they joined the chuppah over there. Reb Chaim Shevlevitz, the heart, his heart was so big, yet he gave it up. That's Midas. The fights that go on sometimes, who should walk down father, 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 mother, what goes on. I once came to a chasrach. I came to a wedding, and I was first at another wedding first. I had to go to Talmud's wedding first, and I went to another wedding. I come in there at 10.30, I expected to come in after, after, the, uh, after the meal, second day starting. I what's going on? Major fight. The college parents were supposed to walk down with, with, together with their daughter. The other side demanded last second that, uh, th- that it can't be. Why? Because there, Messiah, the, the Chazim HaKadushim, the insisted only father, 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 mother. They wouldn't give it up. For an hour and a half, the shlugan, but palm writes about it in the safer. He says, you marry and go for kids, stop fighting. And what happened after the Chubb? left. People left the Chazim HaKadushim. levit says to his daughter, I'm not working now you. You know what I could teach people? Upon writes about it, he writes about the uh, Ru Boy ilum, what my children do. He's speaking about this particular thing he writes about. He will fight over the. Israel. Famous story of Kamenetsky. You now, they asked him why. He had six children. He says, three of them father, father, three of them father, mother. He says, why? That's good for me.
0: But, Chayan bring out such a story on me, this. It, it could Lessons for life. Now, a lot of those lessons also came. I know that the Rashiva, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was during the period after the reshiva's father was Nifter, when you were zaychid to spend time with Repshalom and Correct. Talk about correct, that. Yeah. What, what was the ashrad that I, he
1: had? I, it's I, I chased him because I was looking for something. You know, I was I, I was learning in us I went to Philadelphia. It was the only four weeks. My father went to take him back to New York. Chaim Epstein told me I should stay home with my mother, which I did. And then he came to Weisberg for a Shabbos. We had Uncle Pini used to come with, Pinchas Ackerman. He's also Repesach uh, Kron's uncle. So he, he stayed there in his house because of the chrome relationship. Agav, you want to know what it means? You should read the Pesach Kron's first book, the introduction, pages 24 to 30. It says there exactly how Sholom Sharon hooked up with his father, Rav Kron right. of So he came there for Shabbos. And I, I felt something. I spoke Yiddish well. My parents only spoke Yiddish to us, So I hooked up with him, and then I just ran after him. My mother bought me a matana, this big wallen sack, a huge tape recorder. I followed him around, and I hooked up with him, and he, he called me uncle, and I felt like I was part of him. I found something. The year my mm-hmm. father was left, I was looking for something, and I attached to him. And it was a tremendous, tremendous... Was uh, that a Keshe that was I maintained? Kul Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever he came to America, Kul I mean, Shalom was Kul Haimidis. It was all about Haimidis. Well, I mean, kind of, kind of, that helped a lot. It certainly molded my my thinking. You know, I, this Shabbos, I was talking to a few people in yeshiva, someone made a mistake, because of Thayra. Shalom, Shalom Shalom once gave a thing that the tour says, are you where the tour says, I feel a car, aaron, And you shouldn't correct about Kairi. Why? Because the mom a rabbi. So we don't pass him like that. I remember once he gave a shmos about that. Tamar, the parasha we just read, about Tamar. Tamar gave up everything. Why? She thought she's not giving up Mashiach, and she saw the Tzar as client's journal and she gave it up. Why? Not to, not to embarrass though. He spoke about this topic. He brought it to life. He brought it to life, not to embarrass somebody. What it means not to embarrass somebody? And he spoke about that Shulchan Aruch, and, and I remember it.
0: That had an effect for sure, yeah, for sure. This Sefer, I believe, is going to be Shavu Lechol Nefesh, in that season, seasoned will enjoy it. Basically, Because know. even I, if they know the Torah, they hope, may not I know hope, the I stories. I they have better
1: things to do with their time. OK, but yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think even if they know the Torah, yeah. they may not know the stories. And I think lay people and, and, and B'nai Torah of all ages will enjoy it. You know, and I, I always felt one y-
1: thing interesting. Musa. I have discussed giving a shmuz to the Bes and to the Masifta every single week. Um, because the Corona, I have to give in two separate rooms because it's too crowded, but oh. here, I also teach the kindergarten once a week. Once a week I teach the kindergarten, these four-year-olds, so how do you teach kindergarten? Because they understand if you tell them the right story in the right angle, it's the beginning of their development, the Aleph is about Emmas, Gimel, is So of course, and the different level altogether. But if you tell them a story about a hey, it was recently, right? it's also Musir. It's also and and it's just because they're four years old, so what? This malacha of going through all the years of working on Midas, it's a long, everybody knows the famous writer of Israel. It's it's easier. It's easier to finish shares than to change one Midas. I think to work on Midas, it should be a cycle from, I don't want to in too much over here, but I, I tell the Rebbeim always in the Adiv Reit Torah in the parasha. are very nice. This is, the Gaians, a different world. The Guyans the Muslim, a different world, of course. Everyone looked up and the Sis Reit of I'm only saying with the Narish uh, Gematria, everybody's finding Gematria for Corona now. I don't know. Okay, I tell you? Corona is the English word. Yeah, finding Corona in the Torah. I'm not hurt anybody's feelings, but teach them. The Torah should be, they got to go home to Shabbos and tell over something that's going to change a mido, going to help us. Conversation by the table, what it means to have are inheritance to somebody else. We need to have good midos. The divrei Torah and Shabbos should be those divrei Torah, teaching children lessons. That's an avoid different
0: grade. Great nursery right through this marriage. Now, the, the reshiva has built the yeshiva with tremendous mesirus Nefesh. I, built I think yeshiva, yeah, yeah. I think it's well-known for its, for its high level of learning, Would the reshiva say that what's unique about it is this component of an emphasis on Midas Ben Adam Is that a fair assessment? You know, I, I, I think we're unique. I think a lot of yeshivas like
1: that, Hashem, but I think that when a person comes up and says, I want a shidduch for I feel good about that. Because they're talking about that, they're talking about that Schleimus and that, and that uh, so
0: that's a good feeling. I think we try, we try very hard, and the, the, rest, the, rest, the rest is from our Kodesh Baruch But it's interesting, we're talking about sensitivity. I, I saw in the Sefer an interesting anecdote, and it uh, really resonated <clears throat> that the reshiva, for years, when, when it would snow as a child, you know, you get yeah. excited, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. when you take into account, I think the reshiva tells tell me them now. Take into account the fact that when so it's what's snowing, interesting. So I said, yeah. it over, I said
1: it once in a while, this was we haven't had snow in a couple of years. They're talking about a big snow coming up now, but uh, we haven't really had uh, major snowstorms. But when it does, and the kids are dancing in the aisles, won't be Shiva tomorrow. I remind them that if the one day it's ice, old people. We have a talmud Nishiva whose grandfather was a survivor of the Holocaust, and walked outside and slipped on the ice and was nifta. So I don't tell them stories. Over these stories, you know, I don't tell. I do tell two morose stories to the children. But they have to hear, you're excited. There are old people who will not go out of their houses for weeks because of this. Now they're all frightened because of Corona, but they're not going out of their house. You're, you're happy one day. Think about the other one. So one, one Rebbe once said to me, Agh. you know, Rebbe says to me, you didn't say the word party Poopa, but he said, like, yeah, what are you doing? Come on. Right. So I was thrilled. Last year, two years ago, Rebetzin Brudli, uh, just Levrach, with Shmuel, to, Shmuel's Rebetzin. Shmuel's Shmuel Rebetzin, yeah. Rebetzin, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, mother, so someone told me that there was uh, 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 in a magazine that interviewed up a nine-page interviews. So I got a hold of a copy. I have a copy now still. And it said, yeah, the one time it started snowing very hard, And, and one of the children, I told the rebellion, hey, maybe it was you. He said, nah, my sister, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, it doesn't matter. And was, they were standing by the window. said, so, wow, no school tomorrow, no yeshiva tomorrow. And no less than a Shmuel Brittany says to him, you know, but t- tomorrow it's turning into ice. Old people are going to have a very hard time with it. I felt good, I was vindicated, because kids got to think about it. You're going out in the snow, you're happy? So what? You got to think, you have to think. Have fun in the snow. Have a day off, because at least think about the other person. I once spoke to a grandmother. I tried to call the older grandparents. They're all older, most of them, but uh, she told me she hadn't gone out of the house that year. In three months, she couldn't go out. So, you know, it's like for a woman, you got to think about it. In the Sensitivity. A,
0: uh, I'm sorry, in the Roshiv's Haggadah, which Baruch Hashem is very popular, um, I think the reshiva mentions about not going, not walking ahead of older people. Yeah, yeah, you so see so an so. old person shuffling along, respect mandates that yeah. you, that, uh, as difficult it's as, as it is. A similar
1: story, that a very similar story, remember which Rebbe it was, so I told him I don't walk in front of an older person. What is he feeling now? He's ninety years old. He can't walk, and I'm running ahead of him. It's not fair. Now maybe it's me now. The brachim. When I go to shiva now, the brachim don't run ahead of me now because I'm coming. Now. I'm all across me. I come to shiva at eight thirty for shacharis, and some I'm stuck behind somebody. I don't. I try not to walk behind them. So one of them said again, where, do you, "Where did you take this thing from? For Who How do you know it's such a thing?" So again, I, didn't, I said, "It's my hergish." What the person? most people take won't care. Some people do care. I was reading a biography of the Chazanesh. And there it was a professor from Hebrew University in 1947. The Hebrew University was around already before the state was founded. The professor said, I got to hear so much about the Chazenish. I want to go see the Chazenish. And He went to see the Chazaynish, he knocked on the door. They told him he just went for his daily walk. Which way did he go? This in this direction. Okay. He follows and he sees a Chazanish who, he figured it's somebody walking extremely slowly, like one a tiny bit of steps, he figured it can't be, it can't be that, that this is a walk so he ran up to someone who's walking behind the chazanesh, he says, who's the chazanesh? He says, right here. But he's taking a walk, what's pshat? What's pshat, he's walking so slowly. He says, don't you see in front of him there's a very, very old man, chazanesh will not piss him. The professor usually said, I don't have to meet chazanish anymore, I hear why he's the chazanesh. This is the story that brought down the, the biography of the chazanesh. I know it he turned around and went back, oh. I'm sure he gets from the chazanesh, whatever he did. So I think these again, sensitivity, there's Every single day, the sensitivity, and every word we say to somebody, you could hurt somebody forever without even knowing it inadvertently. You gotta be conscious about it, you gotta sensitive to people,
0: it'll come through. There are segments of the Sefer that also address the current situation. I'll call it the current situation pandemic, because it the is pandemic, continuing yeah. with yeah. the pandemic in the last eight, nine months. So I, I'd like to ask you for two, two things. First of all, what kind of hajrocha is there for people? Okay. And I'm curious to hear from the reshiva, what, what has the reshiva seen as far as the fallout on youngsters, on even teenagers, yeah, yeah, on yeah. the rabbeim, on the on our general chinoch system with this last nine-month period? And uh, what, what are we gonna see ahead? And how are we gonna address it? It's, it's problematic, it's exploding now all over now. Our yeshiva alone, we have to close
1: now, per, not per the, the city, uh, the, the city didn't tell us, the, the Board of Health didn't tell us, but. We have a doctor, Dr. Berman, a wonderful, wonderful person, and he suggested we should close the older grades, that elementary school, grades five through eight, because there's a real issue. Now, so it's really going on, very, very strongly? Uh, uh, first of all, Tyra, you know, in all my and the mitzvahs, the one thing that has to be the theme but is in talking the shiva, We don't forget, obviously, it's Torah, Torah, Torah. It was affected. It was affected, especially the younger kids when they came back this year they fell behind in Korea. We had to make now that every class should do a certain amount of working on Korea because they fell back in Korea. The person that were learning Rutsu from learning every day in the older grades, they, they got lost a little bit. And there are kids that just fell through the cracks. So it has been a real problem. The Rebaim have been wonderful. I think the Rebaim and the teachers have worked so hard to keep things mm-hmm. being normal. But I think what we want to teach the children is that even though it's problematic times, what are you taking away from the pandemic? Because I tell them the following story. I think this is the most important part. They should realize that we learned Torah and we did our thing even in the most difficult of times. That's what should be
0: Ba'af. That's yeah. it.
1: They have to go out of this. The one thing they look back, I told a story. When I was in Philadelphia those four weeks, again I was in Terrabidas for the four weeks, my father was lifted suddenly. I remember I remember like Taray and Shmuel accompanied me to Levaya. They didn't tell me to Lavaya. But but so I was there for a very, very short while. I was a little bit homesick, a my father is a of Recha. In those years, phone calls were very, very expensive. to show it was $20. I remember mean, we had to call our grandfather when he, during that span. Right. $20 for three minutes, you he didn't hear well. Long distance, you didn't interrupt the long distance calls. Very expensive. Three minutes, whatever you had. And my father wrote me letters. He wrote me 12 letters during that span. And I, and I kept those letters. November 9th, I believe, was the day, 1965. There was a massive blackout in the Northeast. Everything was blacked out. Totally. My father was in November 15th with Ms. Baram. It was in and 15th. So this is a letter he wrote shortly before he was nifty And He writes him, my entire yankel. He wrote in years, the yesterday there is like a, a big blackout in the Northeast. I'll say, I think there's a big blackout in the Northeast, but I'm writing a letter anyways. I'm writing using a candle. And there's wax on the letter. It dripped down onto the letter. Somehow it got on, a little bit got onto the letter. And I have that letter. My memories of the blackout for the longest time now, it's already so many years ago already. My memories of the blackout is that my father wrote me a letter in the middle of the blackout. So I told the boys, that's my memory. Your memory has to be that no matter what came my way, the curveball with the pandemic or went on, we have to realize that we made through, and that's what we have to go away with. I also talked to them kind of older people. You know, we have we have a Dara of grandparents. Remember that I was speaking about yeshiva that we grew up without grandparents. I was our right. daughter, baby boomers; they call them. Sure. Grew up without, with, with, they, 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 they grew up without grandparents. I was like, in My class, I had, I had. There were ten children. There were thirty-five kids in the class. There were ten grandparents. I had one because my father was an American. My grandmother I my grandfather, My grandfather, who had then moved to Israel already, but so I had a grandfather. No one had grandparents. Today we have. You know what grandparents can give to children. There's so much grandparents can give, and I tell this to the grandparents all the time. You have so much you can give, and now some of them are locked in their houses. It's cute, the pictures we see you standing on a car before Shabbos and waving. Think about your grandparents. You're complaining when you have a problem, you're complaining, think about your grandfather, your grandmother, they can't go out. The pachat people live with, there are people out there living in total pachat. Went to a wedding last night with one of the parents of the chasna, went to the chasna, had a heart attack a few years ago. You know, at his own wedding, he had to be his own child's wedding, to be so careful. That's part of sensitivity. We have we have to use the daily opportunities around us to speak about developing children's sensitivities. Yeah, we're all busy with ourselves, right? To keep asking what's gonna be the <laughs> this week? That's your problem? What about the old people who can't leave their houses? Yep, yeah, it's important. They want to dance, they want to have a good time. I'm not taking away any of the good times of children. I understand that. I understand that. But Think about these people. We can't, we're living in terror. Mamish terror. People have died, unfortunately, till today. Yes, true, all people with conditions, so what? Think about it. I think our job should be to, de- again, develop leaders. Children should go, we thinking about, we overcame. We found ways, why can't you write a letter to your grandfather, your grandmother? Letters are out of the windows. The advent of emails, letters are gone. It's a treasure we once had. Letters sell today, you only really sell these letters. Write a letter to your grandfather that I miss you. It'll have a much greater effect than speaking on the phone. Write a letter to your grandmother I miss the chocolate chip cookies you made me. I want to get together. I want you to come to say to this year. Last year we missed you. I t- talk to the kids about it. Mm-hmm. Let the pandemic teach us me to think about the other guy. Yanam
0: yanam 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 You think of the other person. I think that should be the way we should go about the pandemic, I think. Speaking about the pandemic, has the Rashiva experienced, I know that the Rashiva in general carries... A tremendous oil on his shoulders financially with yeshiva. Has the yeshiva experienced a specific challenge with regard to the pandemic on a financial I, I, You
1: know, there's always advice. I have a wonderful parent body, really, most of them. I'm all who make certain decisions now, so people are upset about the decisions that could be with people who generally had no problems. So, uh, and I understand people, it's their kid, their people, they want to talk about it. I have not found fundraising to be extraordinarily difficult. Mm -hmm. I think people are realizing we were very, very worried. I'm not saying uh, tuition has fallen. To some people lost jobs, which is another tsar. People can't pay mortgages. That's a real tsar. There are people out there now who are suffering. But vis-a-vis the yeshiva, we're managing, working harder. Now working on a virtual dinner, whatever dinner it's gonna be. But uh, we're working harder. Obviously, we're trying to bring in the dollars. But I I don't see that. the yeshiva. I see it more with the hurt with the parents parents out there who lived a normal, healthy life and suddenly they're unemployed. Remember, the, the, the residual effects of this, I was thinking about it, I went to a recently in New York, there's no, there's no uh, valet Park anymore, right? Because they, 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 are they passing the quota of people and not passing the quota of people? Right. So there's so many people who have lost jobs in Parnassas. What about all the photographers and all the videographers? And what about all, the, what about all of the bands and music? They've lost so much Parnassas. That's, I think, we should talk about the kids also. Everything could be Chanukh. Every single thing that happens in our lives on a daily basis. And that's, by the way, the best Chanukh. When you talk about daily things, daily occurrences with kids. So the pandemic has certainly had effects, but I think it's also a, a real wonderful, wonderful haven to teach them about, about more readers and more readers.
0: The rashid was talking about Yenem and thinking of others. Uh, we're all amazed by what aita does in that realm but we have great PR though but I, I No, but I, I do want to talk about one specific program among many others that that's amazing the vocational program is is something to be, is bracha. it's unbelievable Big and then bracha. and then the Rashiva has this program on Sunday we Kids who are attending public school—I couldn't believe when I heard about this program. Yeah. They attend public school the rest it's, of the it's, year. It's spectacular! And the yeshiva brings them in. Yeah. If you don't mind talking yeah. about that, to I, don't me, mind, it's, I don't mind. I think every, it can be
1: done every borough, every neighborhood, every yeshiva. There are now yeshiva. Now we have at least 10, 12 kids coming uh, every Sunday. There are seventy days approximately, the public schools are closed and we are open. We're talking about the, the holidays and the president's weekend, etc., etc., etc. And then there's thirty, forty Sundays, right? So. These kids are in pup school all year, and the parents are so struggling to keep them Yiddish. You know, when they're young, four, five, six years old, but who cares? When they're 10 years old, it gets even harder. 11 and why years aren't old.
0: these kids attending yeshiva? Because there's
1: such a matzah. But we have certainly a very strong program for the disabled kids who are shvach, and we uh-huh. have a vocational program in high school. By the way, many of the kids in vocational program, that's where we teach them a trade. Um, Some of the greatest kids in the high school now, they wanna learn plumbing, contract, which is very good. Takes away the stigma. Mm -hmm. When you have the strongest kids in yeshiva doing carpentry, it's very good. So that's a wonderful thing, of course, teaching them, but there are certain kids that can't fit into any yeshiva, whatever the reasons are, without going into detail, Mm -hmm. let's say the ADHD is so bad, let's say, or more than that, they're so weak, they need special programs. Academic limitations. Academically, so they have to be in school, which is in every city across the country. So we invite them to come on Sunday and make friends. We put them in their child-appropriate age. Now, let's say the kid is a 10-year-old. We put him into the fifth grade, right? Even though he might not keep up with the fifth grade. The greatest part is the other kids. We, when you take in a shvacha kid, do you really believe it's only a favor for a shvacha kid? It's the biggest toive for the regular kid. These kids understand. All we're going to go, there's a kid coming here. We have to explain to the kids. He has to be, he's not in a regular yeshiva. I don't think we're at public school. He's coming every Sunday to take care of him. They dance around him. They oh. recess. They choose him into every game. We have kids coming from other boroughs for this program. This is easy for any Shiva to do. It's a spectacular program. And you know, they were waiting now with COVID. We were closed a few days. When could we bring the kids again? That was the only connection, the Yiddish Kindlech. Now they have friends from the neighborhood, from and they can play with them and they know who they are. These are my classmates. I go to I go. The kids don't say, "I go to public school anymore." Really? Like, yeah, I go to Torah. Wow. Seventy days, a lot of days, a lot of mm-hmm. days. It's wonderful. It's so easy to do, and the kids grow. When you have a handicapped kid, let's say, in a, in a, in a, in a, we have a kid in a, a wheelchair, and, and, you, and, and my son is pushing that kid. My son is growing. He's giving up his research to take him out into the bull field. And so these kids
0: also. It's so easy to help them. So easy to do for them, really. This might, might be a sensitive question, and I'm sure the reshiva grapples with it. The reshiva and the yeshiva in general are known for having this open-door policy of, of, of being there for Klaal Yisrael. But at the same time, if you do that too much, yeah, yeah, starts diluted, keep, uh, it starts diluting. That's, the, the, that's very hurtful
1: to me sometimes. I get calls. So, so how, how do you balance uh, yeah, It's very, very hard. We have a regular yeshiva. We have mitsianim also. We have brachim that are sitting in Brisk. and the brachim that graduate yeshiva eventually they go, they go, become doctors. So if you, if I completely, you know, overwhelm the yeshiva with kids who are problematic, then the other kids won't come, and they're right. Well, we have to feed. We have we have advanced shurim also for kids. So so we have to have a limit. We have to. Of course, we give our own children first. And we've taken a few from out of the community, but we have limits—a certain amount of us. So we shouldn't overwhelm the yeshiva. We have to keep taking care of the regular kids. That hurts sometimes. I have people till today that you didn't take my kid into yeshiva this and this year. Uh, Twenty-five years ago, I had never forgave you for that. That hurts. I feel bad. Why are you yelling at me? You know, don't have tightness on me. Have tightness on the ones who don't take anybody in. I take in, but a limited amount. Mm-hmm. And and I meet people, sometimes, you didn't take on my kid, you know, it's very hurtful to me. But I can't, I can't do it, there's nothing like yeah. I think the success of the program is, is that the kids, no stigma, they're part of a so-called regular yeshiva, uh, making a program, you make a vocational program, a certain community came to me, they want to make a vocational program, but not in a yeshiva, chas You can't do it in a yeshiva, because that'll, it'll be, it'll be a yeshiva, you can't do it. We to make a separate building. I says I'm finished with our meeting. I can't talk right. to you because you be, the purpose. You will not be successful. You know, Mayor Bloomberg once came to visit the yeshiva, so we, of course he took him to the vocational program. And when he was there, he told whoever was giving him the tour or a that runs the program, he tells him, you know, we don't have this program in the entire city of New York. All these kids are in special schools, and it doesn't work. He was the sprawl from it. So for us, you gotta you gotta envelop the kids in a regular yeshiva. So Mainstreaming is, is the key. Very of important. course, of course. That's very, very important.
0: The reshiva has said on, on numerous occasions that the key in a yeshiva and a school is that it should be a place of simcha. Correct. I've heard that many times. What does it mean on a practical level? How do you infuse a yeshiva with simcha? It means simply that
1: what went on 50 years ago we shouldn't do. When we went to yeshiva as kids, we, I'm sorry, I, I, most of us hated yeshiva that we Mm -hmm. didn't like yeshiva because, first of all, there was a lot of hitting going on in those days. A lot of the Rebbeim then, you have to understand, were Holocaust survivors, they were nervous people. It wasn't chashiv to become a Rebbe. Today, you have a first grade opening, 20 people apply. Mm -hmm. So it became much more chashiv. Yeshiva's then, yelling and screaming, there was some wonderful Rebbeim also. I memories of Rebbeim that I had, that were wonderful. But today, we realize, if you're not going to have a happy child, where the kid is enjoying, where the kid gets compliments, I don't like when rabbis use red pens to make an extra. Some kids that struggle. You know, just talk to the kid privately, explain to the kid why you didn't get a good mark. The kid's got to be besimcha. I want the kids running into shiva in the morning, and they do. I have, a course, every Wednesday I do meet and greet. So I'm a big shot of yeshiva, so what? I stand there and the kids come into shiva, and these days they come with masks or buses I don't even recognize half of them. But they run into shiva so happy and freilich with a shmeichel. We make certain occasions throughout the year. We all kinds of, has made it to a major operation. All yeshivas are doing that today. You see, you look in the, you look at the, the yeshivas, are made, they've become a place of simple. I think, uh, um, you know, uh, I met a parent last night. You know, I met a parent last night. He tells me, I'm going through my first crisis with a child. I said, this child is a great kid, whatever grade he's in. So what's the crisis? He's not keeping up the sheer level is so high so, um, you know, he can't keep up. I said, this is your crisis. This is your crisis, and your kid feels it then. If you're upset, he's not doing well, he's not understanding somebody to assure him, your kid has to think he's the best kid in America. Mm-hmm. And you and your wife have to make sure to tell the kid you, give all the, you don't understand this year, you don't understand this year. So what? That's simcha. Well, I give out, I give out every test paper, grade six through 11. Right, so I'm all say try, I keep all the comments, yeah, wonderful, great, superb. I'm all, I'll, I'll tell the kid privately, a little bit, whatever, I'll tell the kid, you have to try not mm-hmm. to embarrass the kid, right, so, so if a kid, you could tell him nicely, quietly, you could tell him, this is not a crisis. A crisis is, Chas plenty of kids on the street, never. plenty of kids out here on the street. That's a crisis, the kid doesn't understand yet, but if the parents are gonna talk like that, the kid will become a bundle of nerves. We used to have a kid in yeshiva and his brother was the exact same way. That used to used to the rabbi, if you got a 95 on a test. So the, the, the parent this year came to me about this, I said, I, I want to say something, I remember your oldest son had the same issue. 95 on a test, he'd scream, I need 100. I said, this year, the same kid with his younger brother, the same family. So I called the father, I said, are you telling your kid if you don't get 100, you're not doing well? No, 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 I'm not telling him it gotta be, you are, because the kid's worried. That's not gonna make a Simphitical mm-hmm. Talmud. That's gonna make a robot. That's going make a kid who doesn't like learning. He's being forced to learn. Religion must be enjoyable. At this age, certainly, yeah, there are a when it comes to Tefillah and Vidoy, there's comes times Yom Kippur, but a kid, you can't force-feed religion. I met once, I had a parent, came through many years ago. What do I do with my child? I said, what's wrong with your child? He's playing with battery toys on Shabbos. I said, how oh, well, old is he? Three years old. Come on, you don't understand. He's going to hate Shabbos. Yeah. He's going to hate Shabbos. This, I heard recently wrote a book, 39 Yes Bits of Shabbos. If everything is no, no, no for a kid, he's going to hate Shabbos. Shabbos means coming to the table and seeing his mirrors and having a good time and enjoying yourself. That's what Shabbos means. If the kid is very young, with time you develop in him, they won't want to do a chasta shalmi surim on you got to be besivachah. And you have to find every way in the Rabbeim, really. Yes, yeshiva, the Rabeim, every one of them is one by The other. Menalim are wonderful. They really are. It's very,
0: very special. All over it's like that. Today. Yeah, the, yeshiva, the yeshivas are, are clearly better than ever. Yeah. I think the Rabbeim are the cream of the crop. Better Today's than ever. The Rabbeim and every Shiva in America are yeah. wonderful. The
1: I found that now. Nice. Some Rabbeim are spending their own money to buy them prizes. What yeah. does the Rabbeim make already? Come on. Well, it should go on. The Rabeim should make $200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Pay the Rabbeim the right salary that he deserves.
0: But, but come on, the Rabbeim today and every Shiva are wonderful. Really wonderful. But what do we do about there is a percentage of I think boys more than girls who are not making it within the system and whether they fall out at the beginning of a sifta or at the end of a sifta, wherever it happens. There's something about kids who are a little out of box who are not making. It. We need more of David Tranks. That's what we need. We need more of David drinks. There are some people doing it. I think
1: that it shouldn't happen that often. Number one is if, you, if the kid breeds, a vocational program would help the kid like that dramatically. This is it. most of the kids I think. Again, everybody has their own theories why kids go up to there Yeah, everybody has their own pet peeve. I remember when Sandy happened, and our community was. That can be decimated to a large degree. So, some Robin, some other borough, got up and he said, You know why Farrakh Away, if I've been having problem with this firm, because they will never have a this firm. I said, hey, I, don't, I didn't call him up. You're not God. You haven't decided yet. You don't know exactly why things happen. I don't know why things happen. There's really why kids go off, they don't go off. I can't say why. I don't think there's a rhyme or reason. And parents hit, mm-hmm. hurt themselves. Everybody has their own sheet, this why kids go off. One thing's for sure if a kid is not successful in school, you're gonna lose them. We have to find a way making every kid feel successful in school. Find a way, and there are ways. Helping you, it doesn't work, but you gotta try very, very hard. And you gotta carve them, make them feel good about themselves, and, and and it'll help, but what do you do with the ones who are off already? You know, I'm not involved in that field actually, but I try wherever I can to meet the Brahma on the street, I go over to them. Mm-hmm. If I see a kid out there, wherever he was, I say, you know, they get scared, and I'm all, yeah, I haven't seen them in a long time. They get smoking on Shabbos. You know, they didn't vape today, which also, et But uh, you see them on Shabbos, you go over, Shalom how have you been and talk to them? Show them that we don't hate you. Mm-hmm. I think we love you still. You're going through a crisis, but I'm always there for you. I tell this to Bachram all the time. A lot more girls than you think. Mm-hmm. A lot more girls than you think. There are a lot of issues with girls today also. And obviously, I don't have as much sheikhs with them as with these. That's the first step, of getting them back. And feel people believe in them. That's too broad a topic to talk about in one interview over here. But right. we
0: got to try to keep them in the fold, yeah. Any closing message, specifically chinuch related for parents? If the reshiva was able to address I, parents and give them chizuk in, well in, in, like in, in Gidal Bonim. is hard. is hot. You know, this Rav uh,
1: used to say, uh, someone came to Rav and complained about uh, his Tsar Gidal He told him the regular everyday things that he goes to. He says, that's not Tsar Gidal that's our bottom. Kids are going to create problems. You know. You know, it's hard to be a mother. The mothers today, ooh, superheroes of Israel. We found that. That's another thing that COVID taught us. We found out what our wives do, what our mothers do. We found that out. They, they do everything in the world. We compared to them, us men. Eh, they do so much. We found out. We, we were all home. We saw what was going on in the house, the laundry, and the cooking, and the cleaning, and the, and, 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 and the homework with kids. Homework should be banned, by the way. Homework should be banned. I you have some homework in your yeshiva because I have to have homework because I got to be a regular yeshiva, but very little. Mm-hmm. Homework, whoever, whichever sadistic person created homework, it's, were your kids, no, you have the chazz. And secondly, homework, come on. So some people say we have to give them, it became now a measurement stick of the yeshiva. Mm-hmm. Your chashiv, the kids are Scholastically, busy. Scholastically, right. There are girls, girls have it worse than boys, who cry themselves to sleep at night. They can't keep up with the homework. Why are we doing this? Let kids enjoy life. Homework, I don't want to get into a long a tirade about homework, but I, I don't understand homework. A little bit. He's a Secondly, he, I can't understand. But it's hard, being a mother, being a father, but that's life. What do we have without our children? The children? It's everything we have. And your children will turn out wonderful. They really will. Most children turn out wonderful. Shower them with love and affection. You know what? Not so weird, spoiling kids. Some of are afraid to spoil kids. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You want your kids to love you. You want them to be happy and And, and don't worry about it. And I say to the Rebbeim today, you guys, are the are so wonderful today, really, so wonderful, giving them to the kids. We shouldn't ever let a bump in the road hurt us. There are bumps. Every road has bumps, that's all.
0: Our job is to overcome the bumps and move on. Well, Mazel Tov on the release of the new safer. Thank very you very excited much. For Klael I Yisrael. appreciate Reb and thank you for the chizik that the gives. This is the man, gives. by the way,
1: in the attend. He has those beautiful, beautiful stories. In my family, the kids, the grandchildren, they all have to read your stuff first. It's <laughs> very terrific, you. really terrific. And, and I say again, now you work on Art scroll. Uh, we have to be very grateful to them. What they've done. You know, Baruch when I was a Baruch kid yeah. growing up, people have kindness You know, there was nothing to read. Kids read junk. Today, brach Hashem, we yeah, have a good novel coming out from Art scroll, even for the kids now. And of course, the Tyre part of it. We, we, I'm talking about Tyre We'll meet this. Without Tyre, we have nothing, Rabbi said. We have nothing. Tyre makes us special. And our school helps so much. So thank you for having me. Stuff and thank you. Thank Dilo,
0: you so cultive. much. Cultive.